Hi, this is Rebecca Cooksey for the Lancaster School District podcast. Our podcast is called School Buzz, and we're here talking today about standards-based report cards. And my guests are Christy Zeno and April Greidler. So welcome, ladies, and uh, give me a little bio about you. Well, thanks for having us. I'm Christy Zeno. I've been a district instructional coach now for 12 years, and I've been in education teaching for 22 years, 21 of which in Lancaster School District. Wow. So happy to be here. And I'm April Greidler. This is my fifth year as an instructional coach, second year, uh, third year, sorry, at the district as a district instructional coach. And I've been in Lancaster School District for 21 years. I Very good. You know, I was just having this conversation with my daughter about how long do you stay in teaching before you go into like instructional coach or something like that. And we were talking about what's the good. And I said, you know, for me, I like somebody in the classroom for 10 years because you then you've seen everything, you know what to handle. I think when people leave too quickly out of the classroom, just don't have that experience. So I'm glad both of you have been in teaching for a long time. That's <laughs> wonderful. All right. So what is a standards-based report card and how is it different from a traditional report card? Well, a standards-based report card is reflective of the student's ability within the skills that are embedded in the standard. So when you talk about a traditional report card, what we all grew up with, your standard A, B, C, D, F, um, overall grade, that's it informs parents very little. Parents don't know exactly where their students are successful, where their challenges are, um, especially in any given skill. So with standards-based reporting, we're really uh, trying to shift the knowledge, the parent communication to this is where your student is performing on any given skill. Um, according to the standards, it's less about their homework completion and their behavior, and it's more about the actual learning. Now, that not to say that you know work completion and practice and those things aren't important as well, but they shouldn't necessarily factor into the student's grade in terms of a standards-based report card. So we uh, are working on a two-fold, kind of two-pronged communication attempt, one being the standard academic grade where they're functioning based on assessment, um, and then also conveying the knowledge of how your student is doing in work completion and, you know, are they showing up to school, the other factors that do play into a student's success. But we've separated those out for parents so that they really have a better understanding of how they're achieving. Well, I think that's really important because we're, we're teaching the standards. We want to show progress towards uh, attaining that standard, but not things like we used to do. Like if you bring a box of Kleenex right. in, we'll give you right. some extra credit. Or yes. if you do your homework every day, even though you may not still understand how to do the standard or complete the standard, that doesn't reflect on your progress. Mm -hmm. And those are big changes in, for teachers and for parents to get that in their head because... For a long time, Very that's long how time. people graded, and you got that extra credit for doing something or turning something in early, which doesn't mean you understand the standard any better. Absolutely. I think some of the other parts of it, it's, it's more of a growth mindset, whereas the traditional A through F is very much like, you earned this C, not sure what it means, could mean you do part of your homework, but you flunk every test, or you know don't kind of know where you are, whereas this is... Because our standards are year-long standards, so it's you meet these standards by the end of the year. There's that chance, like, if you get uh, partially meets the standard, 
you know, first quarter, it doesn't mean that that can't get better for that specific standard. Maybe we keep working on it here and there, it's spiraled in, and by the third quarter, you now have met that standard or, you know, but you can see that growth within instead of just that letter grade and you're not totally sure where that letter grade came from. It also helps parents to be able to support their students, their, their children in the home, be able to say, okay, well, you're you know scoring minimal or partial on any given standard and that, that standard spells out what that content or what that, you know, what is that necessary. That exact skill is, exactly. basically. So yeah. it just gives them a better idea of where they can be supported and where, you know, engage in dialogue with the teacher. You know, I see that my student is struggling in this standard, you know, what can we do to help them grow? Well, and because they're grade level standards, as a parent, I shouldn't expect that my child has achieved that standard at the beginning of the year. I would expect to see, I don't know if you're using one, two, three, four, I would expect to see a lower score or making progress, and then hopefully by the end of the year, they've achieved the standard. But I wouldn't expect at the begin, first quarter them to have you know achieved the standards. And that's a huge paradigm shift that's going to come along with communication and really... Um, helping parents to understand the differences there. You bring up a good point. We aren't using a one through four. Um, okay. We have in the past, but there's, um, you run into that natural desire to compare a four to an A yes. or a one to an mm-hmm. F or a D. And so we're trying to eliminate that. And we um, have been working with our committee. I know we're going to get into kind of our process, but we've been working with our committee and that's one thing that they decided very passionately about that they wanted to go with letter configuration. So for example, we're using a T for thorough understanding and application. Okay. So it won't be numbers anymore for that reason, for that, you know, desire to want to equate that to what we know. And I think that's totally natural because mm-hmm. we think, oh, four is my kids a straight yeah, A student yes. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, I think parents just kind of naturally want to see that because that's, you know, how we were raised, how parents were raised. It's just a a different way to look at things. So what has been the process for creating the standards-based report card? So um, a committee was formed, uh, people of teachers, um, classified staff, and they were invited, uh, all were invited to join. Parents too. And parents too, Mm -hmm. yes, uh, because we wanted all input. We Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that all the input was there. There was some background learning about kind of the background of what does it mean, standards-based grading and those kind of things, some um, deconstructing of the standards within grade-level teams. Um, The goal was to have all grade levels represented along with also all subjects within middle school, including intervention, including elective. So we have a good representation of a lot of different people. And then the committee makes decisions as a collective group. So for example, we were looking at what standards to have on the report card and kind of the wording of it. And so we have a survey. We make a preference survey with choices. And um, let's say we say, you know, every single standard with exact standard language versus priority standards or, you know, we kind of modify and, and change the language slightly to make it a little you know, less wordy, Mm -hmm. and the committee votes on it as a whole, and then whatever kind of the majority does, then we do a consensus survey to gain consensus of the whole committee. So it really is a whole committee decision. There is not one single person making the decision. There's not, it's, and we take all input. Even um, last night, we were working on something with mathematical practices, and there was a preference survey 
for all of the mathematical practices or kind of a uh, combined down into three. And then we got into some discussion about, well, we don't really like either of these, you know, how come this? And it's okay, we discuss, and then we come back to the kind of the drawing board and as a committee, okay, well, how does this look now? So it is a process that um, I feel like everybody feels that they have a say in it. They have, um, it's like I said, it's not just one person saying you will do it this way. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think we have a, a good, decent representation across the district. So it sounds like you have a, a very strong teacher voice in this yes. process. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. yeah, very strong teacher voice. Absolutely. And year one was last year. Year one is, as April mentioned, kind of that the theory behind standard space grading, why it's important, that sort of thing. Year two has been where we've actually begun to make those decisions, and we're just about done um, with all of those major decisions on the report card. So we've made a lot of progress this year. We're very proud of our committee and the work that they've done and the commitment they've, that they've made to this difficult work because it's not easy work. It's one of those things that you just don't quite know what it entails until you're going through the process. And it also depends on the stakeholders in the room and their experiences and their perspectives. And one thing that we really, really love and appreciate about this committee and the work that's been done is the conversations, the hard conversations, you know, so often, you know, just in society, I think we try and avoid hard conversations and we want to say what everyone wants to hear or we want to go, we don't want to go against the grain, but this has been a place where those hard conversations are happening and people are respecting each other's perspectives and they're making movement in their own opinions. And we have had a lot of success at coming to consensus eventually, but through those conversations and through that, that perspective. So that's been a really fun thing to watch and be a part of. Well, I think when you're changing somebody's mindset and how they've done something forever, mm -hmm. um, that takes a lot of time. Sure. It's not something you could just say, we're going to do this and yes. move on. Yes. Yeah. Um, you said you had a consultant that you worked with at one point? Who was that? Yeah, so we're currently still working with Dave Nagel from Corwin. He's been our consultant kind of throughout this process. Um, last year, he was very heavy on leading us through the theory and, and the practices and the changing in practice. And then it has slowly but surely kind of shifted into our hands as the district folks um, who have kind of taken over that decision-making preference and consensus process. Um, and he's been alongside us the whole way, helping us, you know, think about things to consider and, you know, chiming in with his expertise as well. But um, it's been sort of a shift in that uh, as of recently in terms of us kind of taking the lead. And I think that that's important because it's coming from our people. And so it's been nice. And I know that there's a ton of standards. So it would be like a 50-page report card. So you're not including all the standards, right? No, we are not including all the standards, and, and that those were some hard conversations yes. with the committee, actually, to, to come to consensus on that. Um, in the end, for math and language arts, the committee agreed in including all priority standards um, for all the grade levels. And then uh, science and social studies and PE, they've decided on some standards still no you know not the overall grade but actual standards but kind of a condensed version like the main topics for each of those and then um, with intervention in middle school and electives those ones they have decided to go with kind of an overall but still that thoroughly meets and you know partially meets and things like that but because those have so many different standards when we're talking about the vast number of electives that we offer throughout our district. 
um, it was determined it's too difficult to say like this, 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 this. So they will be focusing based on their standards within that class, but more of an overall met, didn't meet. And along those lines as well, although we've identified that we're reporting on the high priority standards or the priority standards, um, that's not to say that teachers aren't still expected to do their best to cover all of their standards. Now we are also realists and we know that that's um, sometimes you go deeper with one content standard than another. And that's just part of the, you know, challenges in education of fitting it all in. So when we say we're reporting on the priority standards, that doesn't mean that we're neglecting the others, but that those are the ones that we have deemed and really, you know, larger entities have deemed are the most important, most impactful standards. And they do connect within each other as well and overlap. And those also correlate with what's tested at the... Correct. For, yes. you know, at the end of the year when we test student progress. Yes. So, okay. Um, how will parents be notified of this change? So that's a great question. So we do have a few parents uh, on the committee, um, but in terms of mass communication, there will be uh, various parent communication posts, talking posts that will be planned for next year. Um, as well as parent communication for our piloting teachers. So for next year, our committee in year three, it was a three-year commitment. And so next year will be year three of the committee's work. And those teachers will actually be piloting the what we've produced this year. So we are working with PowerSchool to build the, the reporting functionality on the back end. Those teachers will be actually utilizing that report card next year. We'll be getting feedback from teachers, parents, um, and along with that, we will be communicating in sort of supplementary, uh, supplemental materials on, you know, explanations and guidance for parents, explaining some of these shifts. I would imagine, you know, we're still working on exactly what that looks like, but I would imagine we may have things like this, the podcast, maybe videos explaining to, to parents, you know, how this is different and what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely know that parent communication is a priority and it needs to be done well. It's very important that they understand for this to be successful. And so I think that we have um, various things in place already planned and that we will add additional pieces as needed as we kind of move through that. Absolutely. And I think one of the important things will be also within those pilot classrooms Um, the parents are going to be brought in to give us lots of feedback. Like, how is this working? Um, Surveys given to the parents. So we, because we want input from everybody and we're treating next year as like a growth year. We're going to, we're going to pilot these report cards that the committee has made and we're going to see what changes need to be made, what, you know, what's working really well, what's not working really well. And not only from the teacher's standpoint, but from the family's standpoint also. Right. Was any consideration given to like the high school district? Because I know they used to like to get GPAs from us to see where to place kids. Was that something that we talked to the high school district about? Great question. That's always something that comes up very early on any standards-based reporting. In any in any yeah. meeting that we have, in any communication that we have, that always is a question that people ask. And that's a great question. And it's a valid question. Because the, sta- the high school is not moving to standards-based grading, what does that look like? So... Uh, Krista did contact the high school um, with some very specific questions in terms of GPA and the high school came back and said we don't look at GPA at this point it's not going to be an issue you guys go forth and conquer with standards-based grading Mm -hmm. and they have our students assessed independent like when they go to the high school they assess their students Mm -hmm. so we do try and communicate if there's you know testing or assessments that they want data from we will absolutely cooperate with that but the high school has uh 
really been kind of taking the kids in, doing their own assessments and placing based on that. So according to them, there may be, again, there may be some things that we run into or the high school runs into that we just don't know till we know, you know what I'm saying? Until you right. run into a situation and then that's when we come back and we pivot or we adjust. That's what's the beautiful thing about piloting next year mm -hmm. is having the opportunity to go back. And that's not to say that in year four, that there may still need to be adjustments if we run into to issues. But according to the high school, the GPA uh, is not going to be a factor. It's not going to affect the students in any negative way. Well, that's, that's good to hear because I know they used to do that. Yes. I, I'm glad to hear that they've changed that a little bit. And parents always have the chance to go and advocate at sure. the high school district, too. Yes, absolutely. I know why. The kid that went through dual immersion, you know, eight years of Spanish, and they're like, no, you got to take Spanish. Like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. No, <laughs> no she doesn't. Yes. Um, and they, they, they become better about listening. Mm -hmm. they're, be they're better about listening. So that's good. Uh, so if I'm a pilot teacher next year, am I doing the traditional report card and the pilot report card or just one? just the pilot report card um, and we're still in the working through uh, there's a company that works with PowerSchool that we are working with just the beginnings right now to form that report card so we don't have every answer to that end of it because mm -hmm. we're still in the training process and learning how to make it but the plan is that they will use the pilot report card only so the standards-based report card only they will not have to do double mm -hmm. okay, work good. and double Correct. report cards by any means. And I'm thinking yeah. of it from an administrator's yeah. perspective. <laughs> um, when I was a principal and I'd have a kid that came in, I was talking to them, I would look up their grades yeah, to yes. it and say, hey, hey, I see you're struggling in math or whatever. Will the principals be able to access that pilot report card or the grade book so they can see student progress? It will all be in PowerSchool, mm -hmm. okay. so it all talks to PowerSchool still and be part of the same program that we already use. Yeah, so if you're an administrator and you want to look up a kid, see how they're doing, not only will you get to see their grades, but then you'll also get to see what standard that that assignment or that assessment is linked up to and have a better idea, of, even a more clear understanding of how that student is functioning. So. Yeah. Very good, yeah, because I would see that if I couldn't see what was going right. on, I'd be like, right. I'm blind, I can't see what's going on. So next year's the pilot year. Yes. We're going to meet with parents, and then what's the plan for after that? So after that, we'll, you know, all year next year, I think we're going to be working out kinks, and also, you know, we're realists, so we know <laughs> yes. that anytime you're working with technology, back-end calculations, yes. <laughs> grade books, you know, all of the things that, you know, go into this, that we may be working out kinks for multiple years and that's okay, but the, the great majority of it is going to be solid, worked out hopefully next year with the following year district-wide implementation. So we will be working on training the entire district on what that looks like, how to uh, you know, enter things in your gradebook, how is it different in your gradebook. Um, all those things that teachers will need to know to, to move over into standards-based grading, not next year, which is a pilot year, but the year following. And probably, and you probably already have done this, but planned a board report because I, I we were at the board meeting a couple of uh, weeks ago and one of our board members said, but we're still going to have an overall grade, right? And so <laughs> I think really explaining that to them and maybe even other community members that, you know, we're, we're traditional in how yes, we want to yes, see grades. Yes. So to get them to understand that mind shift will be very important. It will be. Yeah. The training for teachers, for the community, for parents, um, that is part of the plan. There will be some pretty, you know, intense training on that mind shift of going away from that overall grade. And, and I can say from experience as a parent in another district, 
that had already done a transition to standards-based grading, it is a hard mm-hmm. mind shift right. at first. It's like, cause you're just so used to that traditional grade. That's what you grew up with. That's what you know. Um, so it will take some time. It will take probably hard conversations and um, hopefully some uh, open mind, you know, open-mindedness in within our district and um, just looking at, okay, how can this be a positive thing, even though change can be really difficult. And, and educating the board is huge. Yes. Right. It's huge. And so I know that our director, Krista Thompson, you know, has plans for that and will definitely lead the, lead the way on that. And, and that's one of the things in, as we get better at education, mm-hmm. um, we use a lot more data now. When we, we look at students' progress, we look at especially like when we're talking about reading, the science of reading. Yes. So as we get better at understanding what kids need, mm-hmm. we need to change the way we report to parents. And so they understand the difference between what we used to do and what we do now because it's 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 vastly different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, even as a parent, I, I think back to when my kids, especially when they were little, little, and if I would have gotten a report saying, they know this exact skill or they're struggling with this exact skill. And I knew, okay, that's what I need to help with. I can support that at home, but that's the skill I can help with. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been such wonderful information for me as a parent. So, so I hope with that mind shift, it makes it a little bit easier in that part. And now, now I'm thinking on be, to parents, it would be great if we had like video. So if your kid is not able to achieve this standard or is making progress, these are things you could do at home to help them make progress. Absolutely. That's a whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, lining up those resources for the parents yes. to, to tap into. And I know a lot of our sites really are doing that. They really yes. are making an effort of having, you know, parent education and parent resources. Mm-hmm. I walked into Joshua a few months back and they were showing me all of the vast, you know, packets and resources for mm-hmm. parents to help with their students' early literacy and just... Anywhere you can overlap and align initiatives is so impactful for our, you know, for our teachers, our administrators, and especially our parents and students. So I think that's a great opportunity for us moving forward to align something like that for our parents. Okay, if your student is struggling in this skill, here are a few things that you can do. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I have a whole other idea of what we can be doing for our parent libraries. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and spending time here. Um, I've been stalking your committee, so I, I get the invitations, and every once in a while I have the opportunity to just come in and just listen, and the conversations have been so rich and deep, and it's a really big committee. It's not just like three people in a back room. It's a really big committee, so I've been very impressed with just when I am able to drop in and listen, the great conversation about really making this a great plan for our kids. So, Well, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for your work. Appreciate it.